Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Folks, we're teetering on what could be an economic meltdown, threatening to wash away our savings and retirement. Inflation has surged to levels unseen in 40 years. Gold is the smartest and most responsible investment you can make for you and your family in times like these. A safe haven asset that protects your purchasing power and your wallet from inflation. When it comes to protecting your IRA or 401k, trust only the best. My friends at Allegiance Gold. Allegiance Gold has earned the highest trust ratings in the precious metals industry and builds relationships based on integrity, expertise, and impeccable service. Get up to $5,000 in free silver on a qualifying purchase when you visit protectwithlou.com today or give them a call at 844-6484-LOU. Don't wait. Take control of your retirement today. Call 844-6484. 84-L-O-U and speak with one of their experts. Time is of the essence. Protect your future with Allegiance Gold. Visit protectwithlou.com or call 844-648-4LOU. Hello, everybody. I'm Lou Dobbs. Welcome to The Great America Show. Great to have you with us. Happy Monday, a big week ahead and a lot of work to get done in Congress this week, particularly for the Republicans. After the rhinos in the Republican conference voted to oust Jim Jordan as their speaker-designee last Friday, the Republicans are now back to the very beginning, square one, back in conference to vote on a new speaker to bring to the floor. The Rhinos may have won that battle last week when they held up Jordan on every vote from becoming Speaker, but there may be enough conservative members in Congress who truly understand President Trump will be the nominee and the American people, now beaten down by the Marxist-dim Biden regime, desperately want to return to America First policies, secure borders, controlled immigration, prosperity, and a government that works for them, not a government that targets them. Voting Jordan down may have been a huge mistake for the Republicans, who are clearly indifferent to their constituents' will, and who are just as clearly being led in this moment by the rhinos and their establishment donors. Jordan spoke to reporters after losing that secret ballot to remain Speaker-designee. I told the conference it was an honor to be there, um, Speaker-designee, but I felt it was important that we all we all know, get an answer to the question if they wanted me to continue in that um, in that role. And so we put the question to them. They made a different decision. Um, I told the conference that I appreciated getting to work with everyone, talk with everyone. I got to know members in our conference that I didn't really know that well over the last three weeks, and that. Um, we, uh, we, we need to come together and figure out who our speaker is going to be. I'm going to work as hard as I can to help that individual. 
so that we can go help the American people. And I'm also going to go back to work. We got we got several depositions lined up next week in the Judiciary Committee, work that we need to do uh, for the American people in our investigative work. So we'll go back to work there. But it's important we do unite. Let's, uh, let's figure out who that individual is, get behind him, and get to work for the American people. Congressman Jim Jordan, a great American, a great Republican. In just moments, we're going to be joined by former Congressman Devin Nunes to get his take on all of this. But first, to some of the news and politics going on right now. The new Emerson poll has a, well, I think an impressive result. It shows President Trump with a nearly 60% support on the national level, while every single one of his primary challengers are sitting at single digits. Let let me repeat this for the rhinos in Congress. 60% for President Trump. No rival above single digits. Think of what that means. In this same poll, Donald Trump holds a slight lead over crooked Joe Biden in their head-to-head matchup. While President Trump is seen as the 2024 frontrunner by just about everyone, he is seen as a threat and an enemy by the Marxist Dems. Judge Arthur Engeron, the Marxist Dem judge presiding over Trump's New York civil case, has fined President Trump $5,000 for violating a gag order imposed by the Marxist and warned Trump twice about imprisonment. Can you imagine? These people are trying to create conflict all over this country. The violation is from a post that the Trump campaign didn't remove from their website, which showed the judge's clerk in a picture with the Marxist Dem New York Senator Chuck Schumer. Well, joining us now, as promised, is the CEO of Trump Media and Technology Group, former chair of the House Intelligence Committee, Devin Nunes. Devin, great to have you back here with us, and welcome back. As you're watching what's unfolding, first, the Republicans were going to expand the powers of Speaker Pro Tem, and Jordan was going to step aside until January. The next thing we know, the plan is dead, and Jordan goes up for a third vote, And then, just hours after that, Jordan is no longer the Speaker nominee. This couldn't get much more complicated, could it? Well, this was my concern, Lou, last time I was on on your show, uh, is that if you're going to get rid of the Speaker, which was McCarthy, you better have a team of people ready to go that can actually get in there and do the job and win. And... You know, clearly that wasn't thought through. And so now nobody can agree on anyone. And I I get it. It's a small majority, smallest majority. I never had to operate when I was in Congress with that small majority. It's not easy because any four or five people can can cause a a rupture. And, you know, look, what they're doing, doing the speaker pro tem concept, I just think is the fool's errand. I mean, they either need to elect, they got to elect somebody from within or they need to just go to the outside and put somebody in for the, the rest of this Congress if they can't get their act together. But I think they look, you know, it's starting to look, uh, yeah. I guess I would say this, I mean, this is just my political radar sure. uh, speaking is that this, the uh, terrorist attack and atrocities in Israel have given the Republicans, uh, you know, a little bit of a, a window here to straighten out their, their act. And I, cause I think most people are watching what's happening in Israel. Um, but as this continues to go, this could hurt the Republicans 
in terms of being able to recruit candidates and and actually go out and win the election in 2024 so that they don't have a four-seat majority. What they really need is a 20- or 30-seat majority along with a President Trump uh, if they and a, and a United States Senate if they want to get something done. Devin Nunes, folks, is one of the smartest people uh, to to come out of uh, Congress, in my opinion, uh, if not the smartest over the course of the last 20 years and uh, savvy politically as well as uh, in terms of governance. I want to ask you the political question here. We see Steve Scalise uh, obviously hating on Jim Jordan. Uh, We see uh, Kevin McCarthy who says uh, there are no wounds and no lingering resentments. Well, it's uh, politics is always, you know, three-dimensional chess playing. Um, and you always have to remember, too, that, and I always cautioned, um, you know, my fellow colleagues when I was in Washington, you know, one, never say what you'll never do. And two, always remember that today's enemy, you know, could be tomorrow's best friend um, because when the government is is functioning properly, which hasn't been for a while, but when it is, you know, things typically would break down. It could break down politically by party, could break break down by um, an issue that 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 some Republicans and some Democrats that really care about. Lots of times there would be regional issues that that matter. Uh, to people where, you know, you may get a block of, of votes that, that may vote for a region, just depending on whatever, whatever that issue may be. And and these are the things that the, that these guys have to, when I say these guys, the Republicans have to remember. And, and we're not the Democrats, Lou, in terms of the longevity of, of members of Congress. I mean, if you, if you look at what the Democrats are, they've got the ancient 1960s hippies, that are still there in Congress, <laughs> i.e. Pelosi, Pelosi and company. Yeah, well, it's true. I mean, I worked with these people. These are radicals. They, they're radicals. They, they transformed San Francisco. A lot of that was a hotbed of, of craziness um, that started in the 60s and 70s. And you can trace it back. The history is clear. I mean, you probably remember, um, this will be a blast from the past, but Lou, probably only you and I will remember this name, but you remember Burton, the Burton family. There were two brothers. Um, You know, they were the ones that really orchestrated that transformation in the 60s where those guys went from kind of conservative union Democrats to embracing uh, radicalism. And it was it was Burton, who I think he it was the one was in one served in the state legislature forever. Another one was in Congress forever. Not to go back through boring history here, but it's important because Burton's seat became Nancy Pelosi. And then Nancy Pelosi, the Bay Area continued to grow. Nancy Pelosi, that whole movement spread. Uh, then you had the likes of the Bernie Sanders, et cetera, that, that popped up and the radicals that popped up in New York City. Um, and it transformed the Democratic Party from what would have been historical blue collar union party into a radical regime that, that really is Marxism. And then they adopt these cult like uh, um philosophies like you know one on one day it could be the whole green movement the next day it's global warming uh the next day it's lgbtq plus um but they jump from cult to cult to cult all in the name to just get power and that is kind of the from from my perspective the the definition of marxism now i went through that little history lesson for your poor uh, listeners here 
um, just so they know where this originates. Sure. But now there's a there's a new strain in the Democratic Party, and that is they're getting the young people. So the the old hippies as they go are slowly being a lot of them were there forever. I mean, we used to joke. I, I served on the Ways and Means Committee, uh, Lou, as you know, for a long time. A lot of people know me as the chair of the House Intelligence Committee, but I also served on the Ways and Means Committee. I mean, we used to joke that, you know, those members from like my first, I don't know, decade in Congress and decade on the Ways and Means Committee, the top row for the Democrats never changed. We joked that it was the Politburo. It yep. was, you know, the Charlie Wrangles of the world and uh, Pete Stark. I mean, these guys that had been there, been there forever. Um, as those guys have gone, they've been replaced by true, trained, young Marxists. And, and that's where lawyers. you're getting these. Yes, that's where you're getting these squad members. Um, and they're very disingenuous. Um, they're, they, they, you know, on one hand, they're there for Palestinian uh, rights and, you know, accusing the Israelis, you know, quickly on bombing hospitals. It didn't happen. Um, and then on the next, the next breath, they're flying an LGBTQ flag. And now, as you and your listeners know, if, if one, if anybody showed up there, some young woman shows up in Gaza Strip on an LGBTQ flag, that person is going to be taken to the tallest building in Gaza and thrown off the building. Um, or in most parts of these, where you see these radical uh, Islamic uh, regimes. And, you know, same thing with Iran. I mean, they support the Iran regime, which, you know, women have no rights in, in Iran. So, they're not stupid, Lou, is my point. And meaning these Marxists are not stupid. They are what they are. They're Marxists. They're smart. They're conniving. Uh, they take whatever cult that they can glean onto, and they put forward a coalition of hopefully uh, just zombie voters. And then they stay there forever. And that's the difference. So I, I went into this long diatribe because the Republicans, there's been a, long, a lot of turnover. Right. I mean, there's there's you, you get guys that get in and, they'll, you know, they've been in business or they've been doctors that come in, then they'll run for another office or they'll retire. But, you know, I want to say that I think two thirds of the Republican conference is is new just in the last uh, you know six to eight years. Don't quote me on that, but, but it's I, I'm giving right. you about the, the round numbers. Right. And right. and that's the difference. So so the the. The Politburo style Marxists, they're there. They know what they're doing. And then our guys are all kind of rugged individualists. They, they want to have it their way. They're business guys. They want to have it their way. Um, and it just, it, as bad as it sounds, it doesn't work that way. And that's what I've tried to educate my former colleagues on. Like, guys, like, whoever comes out of the conference, you got to go with that person. And that person needs to stay in for a full term. If you don't want that person in at the full term, then you start quietly campaigning to run for one of those offices, whatever it be, speaker, leader, whip, whatever it is. You quietly do it behind the scenes. And then come November, right after the election, you open up a full-blown campaign and you go get the votes. That's how you're supposed to do it. And that, that brings order and stability to the conference. And that's what I think they're lacking right now. We're talking with Devin Nunes. And when he talks... We all should listen, and we're going to listen as we continue right after this. We'll be right back. Stay with us. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. 
Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. We're back with Deb and Nunes. We're talking about... Uh, the issues for the Republican conference as they are in the midst of a speaker battle uh, as to who will be speaker, uh, who should be speaker, and how they'll get there. I, I think the short answer to that, Lou, is that you've got you've got 20, 20 members there that are roughly holding out. Every one of them has a different grievance. Um, you know, there, there, there may be some blocks. I mean, you see like the New York group that, you know, they must, I'm sure they have some issues. I think there's like four yeah. New Yorkers. They want but to be the, Democrats, but they just don't have the guts to do it. Well, the, the rest of them, the rest of them are, or kind of a hodgepodge. I mean, look, you have, for example, you have, um, I think a buck out of, um, uh, Colorado. Colorado. Right. Uh, I served, I served with him, um, very decent person. Um, but you know, he didn't want McCarthy. And then, so he voted, you know, to get rid of McCarthy, but then he turns around and, and doesn't want Jordan. So, you know, I, I don't know how you fix some of that. Um, well, it, how about it, Don Bacon? Really... How about Don Bacon in North Carolina? Explain him to me, can you? So, so bacon from Nebraska, that is a, Nebraska. So, so Nebraska does a strange, uh, they have a strange system where uh, they actually allocate their presidential uh, votes by congressional district. There's only three congressional districts actually in Nebraska. And I think what's happened. So Don has been one of those. Matter of fact, I've, I went in there and did a campaign in that Omaha seat almost my whole career. I mean, I think every year I was, I was in Omaha campaigning for whoever the candidate was, because that was always such a crucial wing district for us. And, uh, you know, Don is a, is a, you know, former general. Uh, he's, you know, very passionate guy. And I don't know, I'm not in there, so I don't know what happened behind the scenes, but there appears to be, you know, some, something must have happened internally there where Don is, is, is really upset at somebody. I don't know who. Uh, but he's upset about something that happened. And these are the types of things that unless you're in there, you don't know what happened mano a mano, right? Where, you know, promises were made, promises weren't made, whatever it is, there's disagreements. Well, Hopefully just... they're able to, to, you know, at some point they got to get all, they, they need all whatever there is left now, 222 Republicans. They all got to vote for somebody. I mean, yeah. and it needs to be 222. They can't have, one or two or four. They just, they just can't do that. It just looks silly. 
Well, it's silly is, I mean, the, voting for uh, John Boehner for crying out loud. These, there are a group of them that are not taking this very seriously nor responsibly. I mean, I mean frankly, there are enough what I would call screwballs uh, and, and just blowhards in that little group uh, to to carry the load. I, I mean, it's I wouldn't want to be the guy who has the job of bringing them to reason and uh, sense. Uh, because it looks, I mean, they make the they make the Republican conference look like damn idiots. Yeah, they're all look. They they all need to uh, get their act together. I mean, I was giving my daughter, uh, my she's in high school, uh, giving her a ride to school uh, this morning, and she was asking me, you know, what was going on, and and um, you know, it's hard to explain. And you know, she was around it, you know, her whole life. I mean, she was. She, you know, attended my swearing in. She, she would go visit me in in Washington in the summer, and um, you know, she's just having when 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 a 15 year old is having trouble understanding what the Republicans are doing, you know, you got a problem. Let's talk about taking on somebody. Uh, how should the squad be handled? Spreading uh, hospital eyes, uh, taking over the the uh, you know the rotunda. I mean, I mean this is. This is ignorance of a proportion that uh, we haven't seen even from them before. Well, this is the cha- this is the challenge, and this is why I I strongly advise, uh, you know, to to you know keep you know you elected a speaker, keep the speaker through the term, which would have meant which would have meant Speaker McCarthy. That was my advice at the time because I said you're you're losing. What can you really do? Um, I think I, I, I was on your show. Um, you know, the last time I think we I, we talked about right. look the the best thing they can do is get their message focused and do short term CRs talking about the border and the corruption at the DOJ period and that's it and just tell Biden and company look we're not going to give we're not doing an omnibus bill we're not going to do you know you're not going to be fully funded for the for the rest of the year that's because that's what the Democrats want and that's what a lot of Republicans want they just want this appropriations thing to be over they all want to get all of their little uh, pork packages and, and special interest stuff into either an omnibus bill or separate appropriations bills. Um, Let me... And that's what the Republicans need to need to fight against. They, they need to not. I just don't believe that there's going to be any good appropriations bill that would come out of the House and Senate and be signed by and be signed by Biden. And let me add. Let me add to what you were saying about the CRs. Uh, Devin's uh, idea was to do thirty-day, maybe forty-five-day CRs. And correct me if I'm wrong in my uh, reporting here. Uh, and basically, uh, have a, uh, a a power of the purse lever uh, over the heads of uh, the executive branch. And if they're not performing, whether it's a border security, whether it is constraining uh, spending, whatever the issue may be, uh, they would have the ability to uh, to snap back uh, with uh, with a significant threat against uh, the purse. Uh, that is, well, it's special- funding them. Well, especially if you don't want to give them a full year's funding under any scenario here. Absolutely. Because you're not going to get what you want. So, and I know some people say, well, don't do CRs. Well, well, your only other option then is to do a deal with the Democrats. So you have to do, you have to have a CR strategy. The only way you win that, the only way you can ultimately win a spending or policy fight is by moving the hearts and minds of Americans. You cannot do that if you've got 
every member talking about different issues. So they've got to be saying that, look, we're not for shutting down the government, but we're not going to have a corrupt DOJ that's interfering in our election. If you can get 60 percent of the people to understand that, you can you can you can win. The same is true with the border. Um, You've got an invasion at the border. So if you say we're not going to fund more than 30 days or 45 days until you stop the invasion at the border, if everybody's out talking about that, then you can move people. You can move the population. And that's the only way you're going to move politicians is if is if you have a, a if you have critical mass. And look, that's hard to do. Um, it's seldom been achieved, but if there's ever a time to do it, I mean, Lou, you've followed politics longer than I have. Um, and you followed this border crisis. I mean, you've been on top of this from the very beginning. Um, th- this is an invasion. I mean, this is, this is, I mean, you have a hundred and some countries, people coming from all around the world. Um, and then the same is true with the Department of Justice. We've never had a Department of Justice that is this out of control. So, look, I, I, I say all this because they need So that's the strategy for the spending. And then the strategy for the investigations is they got to work, you know, seven days a week and twice on Sunday on the investigations. They need subpoena after subpoena after subpoena, and they're not doing that. That's the problem right now. They're all engulfed in this, 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 you know, in inter uh, uh, party war instead of focusing on the power they do have, which is the power to subpoena and investigate. And then that leads to things you, you brought up this and I, and I do want to just briefly just at least uh, expand on this. What happened uh, this week with the strange Palestinian pro Hamas uh, um, invasion of the capital. I guess we call it an insurrection now because that's the new name. Um, and I had made this point at the time on January, January 6th, which I did not support anybody breaking windows and breaking federal property. Um, but we have a whole new standard now in this country that if you are protesting your government, um, you now get arrested and you now get fined and you get prosecuted. And what happened this week, that every Republican ought to be saying, okay, Department of Justice, you have, I don't know what, what, how many people have been prosecuted now. You still have the people being held in jail. How many of the pro-Hamas, pro-Palestinian people this week, how many of them are being held in the D.C. gulag? I mean, and that should be immediate. Like, you know, that's yeah. what I would do. I'd say, okay, Chris Ray, Garland, what is it? Are you going to answer that question? How many of the people this week are being held in the D.C. gulag? Because what they did is no different than what a lot of people on January 6th did. And now, you know, I didn't you... see breaking of windows, but I know that they shut down Independence Avenue. You know where that's at. I mean, they obstructed members of Congress. They tore down signs outside members of Congress's uh, offices. So if this is the new norm, the Republicans need to focus on why were what are you know mostly Republicans on January 6th? I think there were a lot of agitators and, and feds in there. Um, how did you how do you let 150 people block the the entrance to the Cannon Office Building? How, how do you let that happen? And Republicans, this is why they need to get a speaker, stop this, and then they need to hold use the power they do have, and that's something that they really do have.
right? I mean, to, yeah. I mean if, if January 6th is the new norm, then either the January 6th people need to be released and treated like the pro-Palestinian people or the pro-Palestinian people need to be treated like the January 6th people. That is uh, overcharged and oversentenced. I want to I want to wrap up here, uh, Devin, with a very straightforward question on uh, the the president uh, and uh, the appropriations uh, for the special counsel. What is what in the world is going to happen here uh, as we watch this proceed? Well, this is the this, this once again is the danger. Not to not to be repetitive, but I I just have to you know tell you that it's going to be um, it's going to be a problem moving forward when you don't have the you know when you're not subpoenaing people and you're not going after people and, and that's pre- what needs to happen. Yeah. I mean, the, the Republicans need to pull in. They need to they need to demand that this nonsense stop. And I, and I say that because it's, it's nonsense. I mean, it's the document stuff in Mar-a-Lago. I mean, I know that world very, very well. Um, as, as, as you know, I mean, your listeners you know, may not know, but I was on the intelligence committee for years. Um, that is a hoax. That is a hoax period. Um, and then the, of course, the, the, the property thing in, in New York, that's a joke. Um, you know, as you see, they're valuing, you know, $18 million of Mar-a-Lago, which is, which is just stupidity. Yeah, I put in um, my bid And then that. you've got this. Yeah, exactly. I think everybody would. And then you've got this. And then it's just an extension of, of, of January 6th and, and President Trump and the American people's right to protest the results of an election, which is the basic rights of, of, of every American to question the outcome of elections which both democrats and republicans have done forever i've got to ask you about the gag order as you're talking about the expression and protest and and the punishment for exercising your first amendment rights here's the president with a gag order from a marxist uh, i mean a marxist federal court judge Uh, it's outrageous it's an is that not it, straightforward it, intervention in a uh, interference of a in, in an election? It completely is, and this is why I'm. And this is I go back to that the Republicans in the House need a speaker, and that should be that should be one of the first. When we talk about the, the two issues, the border and DOJ corruption, this is a prime example of that. I mean, Trump is going to be the nominee. Republicans have to step in, even if they don't like Trump or they don't want to be, they don't want to support Trump. The fact of the matter is the, you know, the Republican party is supportive of Trump. Republican party members across the country are supportive of Trump. And, and then they need to hold, they need to subpoena after subpoena after subpoena. How, how would this ever happen? A gag, but it's, it's everything. I mean, it's, it's the documents hoax. It's the gag order. It's, it's everything Lou, but then look, I'll, I'll tell you, let's turn to, are not the Republicans don't hold the gavel in the U.S. Senate, but I will tell you very few, and I, and I haven't seen what every single Republican senator has said, so I don't want to just paint with a broad brush, but you do not see very many Republican U.S. senators calling the Department of Justice into question, and that is a problem. I mean, every elected official, even if you don't support Trump, you know, at least on the Republican side, you should be calling out 
there, there's no Republican elected official that ought to be thinking that anything the Department of Justice is doing right now is is not only outside the norm, but it's actually destroying this, the very fabric of our nation. And I said very directly here, uh, the Department of Justice, the FBI, the intelligence agencies of this country are politically corrupt. The Biden regime is uh, throughout agency and every de- every agency and every department uh, corrupt. Devin, we uh, we appreciate your time. Uh, we uh, always appreciate your wisdom and uh, thoughtfulness. Uh, and uh, God bless well, thank, you. Thank you, Lou. I, I hopefully I uh, uh, you know I know it's frustrating times for you you and the, and your listeners, but. Um, you know, you just take it day by day and you, you, you just try to call balls and strikes as best you can. There you go. And do as much as you can. So I appreciate right. I mean, uh, everything you do uh, for the country and have done. And uh, take care, my friend. Thank you, Lil. Great to be with you. Thanks, everybody, for being with us here today. Our guests this week will include Claudia Tinney, Congresswoman from New York, Representative Harriet Hageman, And we'll be talking as well with Robert O'Brien, Chris Farrell, and Lee Smith, and Steve Bannon. Please join us for all of that tomorrow and each and every weekday. Follow me on Twitter and Truth Social at Lou Dobbs, on Facebook and Instagram at Lou Dobbs Tonight. And be sure to visit LouDobbs.com. Thank you, everybody. God bless you, and may God bless America. Have you ever wondered how to say good morning in Italian? Or what is goodbye in French? You can ask Alexa. Just say, what is happy birthday in German? Or how do you say hello in Japanese? Do you want to know how to say I love you in Spanish? Ask Alexa and start learning a new language today.